Wish you weren't hearing an ad right now? Want to get the next episode even sooner? Well, after the show, head to watchnebula.com slash radio. You'll get access to our original podcasts ad-free, plus exclusive originals and experimental shows from your favorite educational-ish creators. And best of all, you're helping us to make even more amazing content. Just go to watchnebula.com slash radio. It really helps us out. Let's face it, when you're trying to get God to intervene on your behalf, silent prayer is only going to get you so far. So it was only a matter of time until someone sued God. According to many religious traditions, God created the universe. So really, when you think about it, it's only fair that he or she should pay for the damages that they've caused. And in fact, the last part of a complaint, the thing that starts a lawsuit, is called a prayer for relief. And that is not a coincidence, except that it completely is just a coincidence. So let's look at some instances where people have tried to bring God and Satan to justice. The first is where a man sued Satan and his staff for his own problems. In 1971, Gerald Mayo filed a class action lawsuit against Satan and his staff, because I guess like any small business owner, Satan relies on clerical workers to dot the I's and cross the T's. Mayo, a 22-year-old inmate at Western Penitentiary in Pittsburgh, alleged the following, quote, Satan has on numerous occasions caused plaintiff misery and unwanted threats against the will of plaintiff that Satan has placed deliberate obstacles in his path and caused plaintiff's downfall. And by reason of these acts, Satan has deprived him of his constitutional rights. Yes, that is an actual federal court case. Mayo had filed his complaint in forma pauperis, which in Latin translates to in the manner or character of a pauper. This allows for an indigent party to get court costs waived and is most commonly used by inmates filing suit. However, a federal court will still reject a prisoner's application under the following circumstances, that the allegation of poverty is untrue, the action is frivolous or malicious, the complaint does not state a claim on which relief can be granted, or an inmate sues a defendant for money damages, and that defendant is immune from liability uh, for money damages. Pennsylvania Judge Gerald Weber denied Mayo's uh, petition on the third ground, writing that this court has serious doubts that the complaint reveals a cause of action upon which relief can be granted by the court. In a one-page order dripping with irony, Judge Weber detailed other issues Mayo might have had in regard to suing the Prince of Darkness. Judge Weber questioned whether the court even has jurisdiction to hear the case, noting that Mayo failed to allege whether Satan even lives in the Western District of Pennsylvania. While noting that there is no official case in which the devil has appeared as a defendant, Judge Weber jokingly referred to, quote, an unofficial account of a trial in New Hampshire where this defendant filed an action of mortgage foreclosure as plaintiff. This was a reference to the short story, The Devil and Daniel Webster, where a farmer who sells his soul to the devil is defended before a jury of the damned by famous 19th century American statesman, lawyer, and orator Daniel Webster. Though if you're like me, you're probably more familiar with the Treehouse of Horror story, The Devil and Homer Simpson. I'd sell my soul for a donut. Which is basically exactly the same story. In this context, Judge Webber noted without deciding that as a foreign prince, Satan might be able to claim sovereign immunity to shield him from litigation. In rejecting this complaint, Judge Webber also highlighted another potential issue, namely that Mayo could not satisfy the requirements to bring a class action lawsuit. Under Federal Rule of Civil Procedure 23, Judge Weber noted that while Mayo might be able to meet the first three requirements of a class action suit, the court was unable to determine whether Mayo could fairly and adequately protect the interests of the class that he was purporting to represent. And finally, in denying Mayo's petition, Judge Weber noted that Mayo had failed to provide specific instructions to U.S. Marshals for how to serve Satan with a complaint. But this lawsuit shows why it's so hard to sue the devil. All these rules of civil procedure were written by people who are already working for the devil. Lawyers. But then
then there's the man who tried to sue God to stop natural disasters. One of the most devastating effects of climate change has been the increase of severe weather events such as flash flooding and more frequent and destructive hurricanes. And most of the proposed solutions for dealing with increasing natural disasters involve regulating carbon and shifting to renewable energy sources, which are boring. But in 2007, one Nebraska state senator opted for a more direct approach, get a court order against God prohibiting from any more destruction. Enter Nebraska state senator Ernie Chambers, who left office in 2021 after a record 46 years in Nebraska's legislature. Senator Chambers is no stranger to standing out among his more conservative colleagues. During his career, he would don a sweatshirt and jeans instead of a jacket and tie. And as an avowed agnostic in the devout state, Senator Chambers made no secret of his lack of religious faith. In his 2007 complaint, the senator accused God of causing, quote, fearsome floods, horrendous hurricanes, terrifying tornadoes, and of making terroristic threats against the senator and his constituents, inspiring fear and causing, quote, widespread death, destruction, and terrorization of millions upon millions of the Earth's inhabitants. And Senator Chambers based his ability to sue God as, quote, that defendant being omnipresent is personally present in Douglas County. And in his prayer for relief, Senator Chambers requested a permanent injunction ordering defendant to cease certain harmful activities and making terroristic threats. And in 2008, Douglas County District Court Judge Marlon Polk threw out the lawsuit citing Senator Chambers' failure to personally serve God with the complaint. Judge Polk, referring to Nebraska law that requires the plaintiff to have access to the defendant for a lawsuit to move forward, ruled that God's lack of a listed home address was fatal to Chambers's action. Quote, given that this court finds that there can never be service effectuated on the named defendant, this action will be dismissed with prejudice. After the ruling, Senator Chambers, who graduated from law school but never took the bar exam, highlighted what he felt was a flaw in the judge's reasoning that God had not been properly served. Quote, this court itself acknowledges the existence of a God. A consequence of that acknowledgement is a recognition of God's omnipresence. Since God knows everything, God has notice of this lawsuit, which is kind of hilarious because substitution of service through notice of publication is actually a real thing. But you might be asking, why would an avid agnostic sue God in the first place? Well, he wanted to make a point about the importance of an open court system. The Nebraska state constitution guarantees the right of the people to seek relief in the courts. As provided in Article 1, Section 13, quote, all courts shall be open and every person for any injury done to him or her in his or her lands, goods, person, or reputation shall have a remedy by due course of law and justice administered without denial or delay. Senator Chambers made clear that he was not suing God due to any specific beef with the deity. And I remind you, he didn't even think that God existed, uh, but rather his lawsuit was a specific form of protest. At the time, Nebraska legislators were filing various bills to curb so-called frivolous lawsuits and Senator Chambers believed that these laws violated the Nebraska Constitution's guarantee of open courts. Though sadly, because this court refused to issue an injunction, floods and hurricanes have continued and God continues to evade American law enforcement. Which takes us to the time that a hippie commune tried to involve God in a fraudulent conspiracy. The 1960s were a wild time of free love, mind-altering drugs, and rock and roll, all three of which could be found at the Morning Star Commune in Occidental California. But when Johnny Law came to the Northern California hippie compound after legal woes and health code violations piled up, the owner had a unique solution, deed his property to God and make it his problem. 
Morningstar was founded in 1966 by Lou Gottlieb, bassist for the American folk group, The Limelighters. An ex-communist with a PhD in musicology from UC Berkeley, Gottlieb came to believe that private property was a sin and opened Morningstar to create a welcoming space for all comers. Accordingly, Morningstar operated under the acronym Credo, Latwido, land access to which is denied no one. This 31-acre clothing-optional farmland embodied the pinnacle of the California hippie movement. But if you ask the neighbors, the compound's tents and treehouses were a walking health, safety, and fire code violation. And soon, Gottlieb's legal troubles began to pile up, with Morningstar's numerous health and building violations ultimately leading to fines totaling nearly $18,500, approximately $140,000 in today's money. They're hippies! They don't have any money! Sonoma County even ordered all people to vacate the commune. And in an effort to end his legal troubles, Gottlieb offered to donate Morningstar to the county, but was refused. But then in May 1969, Gottlieb came up with a creative solution. He deeded the property to the Almighty himself. Gottlieb argued that God owned the property, so it was now God's problem to deal with the fines and code violations. But in July 1970, Superior Court Judge Kenneth Iman rejected Gottlieb's novel legal theory. The law, the judge wrote, requires that, quote, the grantee must be a person, either natural or artificial, in existence at the time of the conveyance and capable of taking title. And accordingly, since Gottlieb could not affirmatively prove that God was a natural person or entity, the judge reasoned God had no property rights in the state of California. Judge Iman then voided the deed and invalidated the property transfer. And by 1971, bulldozers were sent to level nearly every building on the ranch. Gottlieb passed away in 1996, and the land is still owned by his heirs to this day, all of whom are corporeal people actually existing in real life and show no signs of omnipresence or omnipotence. Okay, thanks so much for watching on Nebula. You should know though that this wasn't the end of the story for Gottlieb. Uh, though Gottlieb did not prevail in his quest to give the almighty property, his case did inspire at least one imitator. In May of 1969, Betty Penrose sued God for $100,000, claiming that God acted carelessly and negligently when he allowed lightning to strike her Phoenix home in 1960. Penrose sued in Sonoma County on the grounds that God had residency and assets that could fund her recovery, given that God had just been deeded a 31-acre tract of land by Gottlieb. The County of Sonoma actually issued a summons to God for service. Penrose won the case by default when God failed to appear in court, though there's no record on whether she actually collected or not, and good luck trying to find someone to enforce that judgment against God. Anyway, thank you so much for watching on Nebula, and until next time, I'll see you in court. Oh, and one last thing. I know right now you're probably fumbling with your phone trying to find the next podcast to listen to, but you can't because this is an ad. But it doesn't have to be that way. Instead, you can go to watchnebula.com slash radio. You can get access to all of our original podcasts ad-free, plus exclusive originals and experimental shows from your favorite educational-ish creators. And best of all, you're helping to support us make even more amazing content. So before you go, check out watchnebula.com slash radio to support this channel and this podcast directly.